I need the gang to come back to trivia because I want to see if it's really that hard or if we were just only two of us. Honestly, I think we did really well considering (laughs) everything, you know, considering the question that we were only a two man team. Good old fashioned BJ. We we weren't employees at SpaceX. Okay, (laughs) like all of this. I think we did. We still need a new team name. So Fallon. Come with us to trivia next time. <laughs> oh yeah, this is all just like we haven't started yet. <laughs> Love but you. If anything funny was in this, feel free to use it for a cold open. Who knows? Oh, not me like bleeding right now. Oh, should we take care of that? No, I can do it later. Welcome to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. And if you've been listening to us for a while complaining about the rain, I'm <laughs> so glad to tell you it's over. It's nice and warm this weekend. It feels like a sunny Los Angeles summer. It is summer. I mean, it's April, but... But it's summer. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Like, I wore a tank top this weekend. Like, what time is it? Summertime. <laughs> High School Musical 2, educate yourself. (laughs) Anyways, welcome back. If you're new here, we talk about movies and TV shows, old and new, what we're watching, uh, just some random stuff. Yeah. And if you've been around for a while, you know that. Yeah. (laughs) You know the deal. You know it. So, Bailey. Yeah, what's up? See anything good lately? I have. Jessica, I went to the theater. The theater. We're talking AMC theater. Nicole Kidman, Queen. Absolutely. Which, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they not tell us that she was getting an upgraded intro? Yeah, I thought it was summer 23. Oh, it was summer. Like I said, it's April. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they, they said... 23 like not oh, i feel like it was summer but summer. i could be wrong do you Don't think she's me. gonna be wearing like a tank top do you think like, we're gonna get like a summer vibe no. like a matinee vibe but what do you think is a part what do you mean part two like not like a part two just like it's gonna be different a different one yeah what do you think she's gonna wear i don't think it's That's gonna be a tank top. <laughs> but i think she might tone down the suit i don't know what it's gonna be something different for sure maybe I mean, white I, th- I feel like she's gonna wear white I bet you AMC has, like, a brand new state-of-the-art theater, and they just want to show it off. Yeah, but where? That's what, yeah, that's the question. What theater is she in? Because, like, take me to that theater. I don't know, because the one that, the the running one right now is, like, in Colorado or some shit. Oh. Do you remember that TikTok that came out? It was like, hey, guys, this is filmed at my theater. <laughs> it's, like, brand new. This is funny. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So yes, I did go to AMC and I went with my roommates and we went to go see the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, how was it? It was so cute. Which like flashback to probably a couple episodes ago when I told you I had no interest in watching yeah, this movie. Yeah. Oh, I remember. And that I probably wasn't going to watch it. But here's the thing. Lately, my roommates and I have been deep into Mario Kart. I like, know. It has, like, Mario Kart is reincarnated in our living room. Like, this thing has just taken off. And we play Mario Kart probably every night before we go to bed. Every night? Baby, your Be Real went off at 2 p.m. the other day. And y'all were on the couch playing Mario Kart. Look, one of my roommates came home from work for, like, lunch. And she was like, look, I have an hour to my meeting. Like, a couple rounds of Mario Kart. And we were like, uh, yeah, for sure. So, yes, you're not wrong about that. 
but yeah so we were doing that and then we were playing some smash bros we had some friends over the other day and we played um smash bros and just like super into mario like mario is everywhere mario party mario yes. galaxy all super of it smash. and like the new mario section in universal which we all really want to go Ooh, to as well wait is popping up for that yeah okay i've heard great things about it so the i can't little, like swamp things go down yes you can get a wristband you have to pay for the wristband obviously but you can play mini games in the park and you can get on a leaderboard like you can like uh, win your coins you go up there you punch the power-ups like all of that wait wait, wait. like physically like i am the player yes <gasps> you just have to buy the wristband like i'm telling you, you go around the park and you like are in line and you're name playing the time these... and place name the time yes, and place you're playing these mini games so like that's definitely on our list we're gonna wait till the crowds die down a little bit for sure for sure because it just opened but yeah so we've been on a mario kick so we were like look why haven't we gone to see this movie yet like obviously we should go see it so we went and it was really really cute i wouldn't say like obviously not the best movie ever it was very family friendly it was very like a kid would very much enjoy this Mm -hmm. but also if you're a fan of mario and all the characters that surround that like peach and bowser and toad and like dry bones and shy guy like all of that yeah you get, like, a voice to those characters and, like, a personality behind them, and it's just, it's so fun. That is fun. And it was really cute. Jack Black did great as Bowser. So funny. Keegan-Michael Key was Toad. Oh, right. So funny. Okay. Chris Pratt surprisingly did okay as Mario. Were you, like, aware that it was Chris Pratt? Not really. Okay. Not really. I only became aware when I was like, oh, that's Chris Pratt, and then mm. it, 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 then it went away. Okay. Like, I kind of remembered. Um... I love Luigi. He's probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, it was it was so cute, and they gave it. It was a very interesting story. Um, you followed it. It was it was great. So love. It was sweet. Fun. I mean, we went to a matinee. It was like forty percent off, so tickets were super Obviously. cheap. Like we wouldn't pay twenty bucks to go see this movie. No, you know I love a matinee. Um, so yeah, it was worth the matinee. We got a couple drinks. Like it was great. We went home, played Mario Kart. There was a really <laughs> cute Mario Kart scene in the movie. Oh really? Like they're sitting there picking their cars, and you see the little like um, uh, like the things move. What's the uh? You're like, like the, to to pick a different yeah, cart. Yeah. Oh, cute. So you're like picking your cart. You're picking your wheels. You're picking your cart. You're picking your your super glider. Oh, stop! This sounds it, so fun. It was so cute. And then there was like a blue shell character, <gasps> and like fuck those blue shells. If you play Mario Kart, you know fuck those blue <laughs> shells. What about like the big black bullet thing? Yes. Yes. There was that. Yes. Oh my god, Donkey Kong was also hysterical. Okay. Seth Rogen played Donkey Kong. So good. You know, okay, so we I've played Mario Kart with you a couple times now over the past few weeks. And the other day I was in my car and I forget what I was talking about to myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I forget what I was saying, but I was like, oh, it is on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> That's so good. That's There's just like one part where Donkey Kong is like in his cart and like Mario's on their side. And he just looks at him. And he goes, I hate you. <laughs> And it's just, it's so funny. And, like, Seth Rogen's, like, laugh in general, like, you you can pick it Wait, out. Wait, Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen plays Donkey Kong. <gasps> Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great cast. It, it, oh, my God, fun. It was so good. Um, yeah, so we saw that. Super cute. And then I watched Ghosted on Apple TV. I know. You watched it without me? I, okay, look, until you mentioned it earlier, I was not aware that we had made plans to watch it together. I just thought, 
I was going to give you my Apple TV login for you to watch it. I do remember this miscommunication because I think you and I spoke at the same time and you said I'll give you my login and I said we should watch it together. And then we just said yeah. And then we moved on. Okay, see, miscommunication. There was no agreement. It's fine. Okay. I just, I had hoped in my heart <laughs> I'm that we would watch it together. I'm so sorry. And I have yet to receive the login, so. I really did an oopsie on that one. <laughs> I'll send you the login, like, ASAP when we're done recording, because can't share that with the world. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I did watch it. I'm How like, was it? It was cute. I'd watch it again. Like, if you want to watch it, I'll watch it again. Okay. Um, it was cute. I think you'll love it. It was... Here's the thing. If you're expecting it to be anything like The Gray Man, then lower your expectations. No, it seems more funny. Yeah, but not even that. I just mean, like... I don't want to say film quality wise, but you can tell this was a lower budget. Like oh. it's PG thirteen, so it's not rated R. Okay. So comedy wise, like there's not that many swear words. There's not that much, you know. It's just it's not rated R. Right. So we've got that going. Also, budget wise, like with action shots, they kind of would cut corners, so you wouldn't see like a huge action scenario, but you would maybe see like the resolve of what happened and then you kind of piece the, p- the puzzle together afterwards interesting what. okay um it makes more sense when when you watch the movie i just don't want to give spoilers away of specific scenes but there was a lot of great cameos in it i was laughing my ass off uh chris evans it's so interesting seeing him as a character that like doesn't know how to do anything yeah he's not like the suave independent confident yeah yeah and anna de Armas is a bad ass i love her nice. she did great um but yeah the cameos you're gonna get a kick out of really it was it was fun oh i'm so excited it was fun um fun but yeah and that's okay wait no don't tell me i was gonna ask you if it's like because you know how i felt about the trailer the trailer was like two and a half minutes long the trailer was a whole ass movie right was it like uh, it like sure the trailer the trailer tells you how it is essentially yeah okay yeah. you know there's not too many surprises i think essentially it's a comedy okay. and then it's an action movie okay i like that i like that perspective i could take that so like you're not really home and it's a love story so you got the love story right, involved okay. in it too well, rom-com yeah so oh, rom-com with some action it's like there um, it is yes What's that movie with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise? Night and Day, things mm, like that. Like Killers with Killers, Catherine Heigl yes, and Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Yep, it's okay. very, it's giving that Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's giving that. hundred percent. So okay, yeah, fun. It's on that realm. So it's a rom com action movie. I love that. It's cute, and I they they do great. I also realize as many movies as Chris Evans and Anna De Armas have done together, they've never played a couple. Right. And they've got good chemistry. It cool. worked. Okay, it was fun. cute. They have good banter and like 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 fighting scenes mm-hmm. and then they also have good like makeout scenes. So it's a <sighs> nice. it's a win-win. I'll take a Chris Evans makeout scene any day. <laughs> yeah. It was a good Not time. even any day. <coughs> Every day. Every like. <laughs> day. He was also really really funny in it. So Nice. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, he's played a, he's done some comedic roles in the yeah. past. Um even back to like his Flash Fantastic Four days. Like he's Oh, John, fucking Johnny? Yeah. Oh, Johnny Storm? Come on. <laughs> oh, flame on. So good. Love him. That was like the first thing I saw Chris Evans in. I think me too. Yeah. He was young. Yeah, and hot. <laughs> Still is. Yeah. There's a scene in this movie where he's in like a full-on suit and I'm just like 
damn, you look good in a suit. I mean, like. He just fills it out. That man is just. That's the difference between Fantastic Four and Captain America. Is like Fantastic Four, he was like, he was young and lean and six pack, sure. But then in Captain America, he's like big. Like, he grew up. Like, you could tell. Well, and like Fantastic Four, he was like supposed to be the young, childlike, douchebag guy. And then Captain America, he was like essentially like an 80 year old or whatever. I mean, he was a lot older than that, but still. He was just like old timey and like had to save the entire world and not what a gentleman do anything for himself a gentleman with a jawline like give it to me period all right anything else nope that's it okay i jumped around a few things this week um okay so was it last week i was talking about unprisoned mm-hmm. okay so i realized that my like the reason i started that show was i was hunting for like this sitcom that i've been talking about like a few, couple weeks before that, I was trying to watch How I Met Your Father because people said it was a good sitcom, uh-huh. and I was, like, giving it another chance. No, 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 no. You're looking for a comedy. I was. Mm-hmm. And I almost turned on the Catherine Hahn show that you told me about last uh-huh. week. But That's not full comedy. If okay. That's, yeah. If that's Great. what you want, don't do that. Because I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. As soon as I went to Hulu, I found... I saw Abbott Elementary. I never finished it. Oh! So I picked that back up. What do you mean? Like, how much did you miss? I missed a few episodes of the first season, and then there's been a whole second season that I'm not caught up on. Oh, what have you been doing? I don't know. That's on you, girl. That's uh, absolutely on me, because it is so good. <laughs> you and love I, that show. I know. Yeah. And I keep seeing these TikTok edits of, like, Janine and Gregory, and they're, like, so cute. And they have so much chemistry. And then um, they're just, it's it's really funny. Like, I am laughing out loud, which is rare for me. I might dabble in it. Yeah, I highly recommend. I think it's really funny, especially like the further into it you go is you really get to know the characters and you're just like, oh, that's just them. Like, they're not, they're not doing punchline. They're just being themselves and they're funny as fuck. And their chemistry works really well together. And I love that it's like, there's so many people of color, but it's like not a prominent conversation, but it's a conversation in the sense that like, they're trying to make a good like school environment for the kids and stuff um but then there's like lisa ann walter her character's like from philly and she's like this badass chick and she's funny and um anyway so i i just i picked that up i watched a bunch of episodes this week and i'm like into season two now so i'll probably finish that this week but um i I also got slightly caught up not 100 percent on Grey's and station 18 okay I will tell you, I have not caught up on Grey's, but Station 19, I'm fully caught up. Okay, I'm not ca- fully caught up on either. Okay. But I, I was so behind. Right. I still am. I was so behind on Station 19, so I had to watch a few episodes, and then um, I got to this point where I was like, okay, next episode, and the next episode starts, and I quickly realized I had missed a lot. I didn't realize there was a crossover episode. Did you watch that? Which one was Something it? about... Um, Everything going on at the clinic at the hospital with Addison. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, I was way behind that. Okay. So, I watched, like, three or four episodes of Station 19 in a row, and then I got to this episode. Yeah, because, like, Ben and Maya, like, right. go running there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I get to this episode, and I'm like, ooh, I missed something. So, then I had to go back to Grey's, catch up on Grey's, right. and then watch that episode, and then I could go back to Station 19. So, I don't really know where I'm at. I think I'm two mm-hmm. or three behind still on each of them. But I watched a few of those, and it's it's good. I, it's good. I forgot. I was like, why are bitch why are you so behind like get it together like watch the show like it's good and then um so i was just a few little things and then saturday night i watched a movie 
Which, you know, my rule, not my rule, but weekends are for movies and uh-huh. weeknights are for TV shows. This is true. Um, weekends are for movies. And so I turned on, I don't know, I was just scrolling on Netflix and I turned on Inside Man. Oh, I have been told by so many people to watch this movie. You gotta watch this movie. Stanley Tucci, right? No. No. Who's in it? Denzel. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Stanley Tucci's on my mind. <laughs> I get it. He could be on my mind, too. No, I love me some Denzel. Um, No, I have no idea why I've never seen this movie. It's a great um, bank robbery movie. Okay. Denzel is a detective who's, like, also a negotiator. So he's, like, point of contact with the bank robbers. Okay. And um, also, what's her name? Jodie Foster's in it. Directed by Spike Lee. Great cast. Great movie. Um... What a great twist, I will say, is I was, it's not like a twist as in who done it. It's a twist as in how they did it. And it's a great twist at the end. Um, Cause the first opening scene of the movie is like, my name is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's the who I'm going to tell you the when, the where, and the why. Oh, that's fun. And the how, I guess. Cause he's like, the where is like, obviously this bank and whatever. And so then you realize that there is a whole bank robbery going on. You watch them go through the whole thing and, you know, you know us. We love a bank robbery. We love Mm -hmm. a heist movie. And so the way that they do it is, you know, interesting and you watch the whole thing and suspenseful and they're negotiating with the cops and they're like, send in food and, you know, get me a plane by this hour and whatever, all that. But then... There's certain elements at play that you're not expecting. There's certain levels to it. And there's a little hidden, you know, touch. I don't I don't want to give too much away, but basically like it's not just a bank robbery. There's something extra going on. Oh. And it puts a little spin on it and you're like, what is going on here? Huh. And then the who the the how at the end is is the fun part. So I really enjoyed it. A little Saturday night, little well, din din by myself. Were you, you know? shocked by it? Like, oh yeah. Was it a? There was you a gas. Didn't see it coming. Oh, cool. Okay. Not a who. Like I said, it's the how. The it's ha- really interesting. Fun. Yeah. That's such a yeah. That is such a twist on that type of storyline. Cause like this is the who, but like you don't know the how. Exactly. That's fun. Yeah. That's really fun. And then you get a little like flashback and flash forward of like throughout the the robbery in real time as you're getting flash. I guess or forwards to. Um, like police interviews afterwards when they're trying to piece it together. That reminds me of Kaleidoscope a lot. Actually, and like yeah, how that whole thing went down. Yeah, and the order and like not knowing and. I still feel like I need somebody to tell me the right order. There isn't one. That's <laughs> the beauty of it. There isn't. That's so fun though. Yeah, I highly recommend. What were you thinking about Stanley Tucci? I don't know. There's something, and I I tried looking it up, and I can't remember, but there's definitely something that I was thinking of, but I was wrong. Um, I get it. I also did some catching up. Like I said, I watched Station 19. I'm behind on Grey's. Clearly, you see where my priorities are right now. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I've been strictly keeping up with A Million Little Things because it is ending, and I do not want to fall behind because I want to see how this thing ends and it's pretty good you can tell it's like going to the finale like mm. you can kind of see where it goes um and i won't 
give you spoilers to watch however like there is like a very like oh yeah of course that happens when this season is when this show is ending kind of a thing i but feel yeah. like at some point i'm gonna have to just bite the bullet it. yeah yep just do it i should like I should put it on while I'm doing something else. Just get myself into it and then I'll... Yeah. Well, each episode, like, especially this most recent episode that I watched, I was like, is this the finale? Like, it's getting to the point where, like, things are wrapping up. And I'm like, how many more episodes are left? Like, I want to look it up because I think 12 just aired and I don't know how many they were given for this final season, but it feels like there's not much left to happen. Wait, are you, like, more caught up on that than Grey's or Station 19? Uh, than Grey's, for sure. Station 19, I'm I'm fully caught up with Station 19. Interesting. Like I said, I watch, like, I watch Station 19 because I think it's really good right now. So I, that's my I first, like, like I want to watch that. Yeah. And then I watch A Million Little Things. And I'm just behind on Grey's. I yeah. haven't watched in, like, four weeks. But nothing too exciting. But it's kind of weird because I'm getting my fix on the characters I really care about, which is, like, Bailey and like yeah, Karina but I same. get that in station 19 so like I don't need it but I'm Grace. really hooked on when I get back into Grey's I'm really hooked on Joe and Link and like what's going on there yes and I'm hooked on the I do like the interns I know yeah. when I watch it I will get into it I just the last episode I watched isn't pulling me in mm, that's hard like I was getting some good push and pull from Simone and Lucas like the interns oh that, yeah what's going on there I don't know. Oh, the last I saw, because I think you're more caught up than I am, so I'll tell you, like, the last I saw was, like, Simone was still talking to her fiancé and, like, planning wedding shit and was like, let's move up the wedding. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that, I think that was probably the last thing I saw. And I'm like, nothing, this isn't pulling me back in because right. you're not giving me anything. Like, no, like I said, boring. like, I watched four episodes of Station 18 and then I only had to turn on Grey's to right. figure out the crossover and then I was, because I was confused. But. Right. Okay, I just looked it up if you want to know. Okay. 13 is the last <gasps> million little things episode so you're right there okay that makes this ending of this last episode make so much sense wow so next week is the finale okay 13 episodes i can do yeah okay i'll do it and you already watched the first one right so technically you only have 12 <laughs> no i did not i did not you didn't watch the first one i didn't start this at all oh okay <laughs> that's on me yeah yeah it's um okay that makes oh wait this... maybe i did i love how you remember more than i do i think you watched the first episode at least you're definitely not at the point where Maggie but... had the baby yet. No, 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 no. That doesn't happen to like halfway through, but oh, okay. Um, yeah, because the ending of twelve, shit went down, and I was oh. like, oh, okay. Wait, then that makes me wonder: like, are all the seasons ending at thirteen? I don't think so. I think just because it was their last season, they were only given a small amount. But they were also always shorter. So like, their their beast like. No, what I'm what am I trying to say? Their first episode of the season starts at Grey's Anatomy's B season after the break. Yeah. So yeah, because no, that happened this time around. Grey's has a few more weeks after A Million Little Things ends. Yeah, and Grey's got picked up for another season. Yeah, that, season twenty. End of it. Season twenty. Come on, nice sh- even number. She won't die. No, she's not going down. <laughs> she won't die. I know they just started a new intern class. Like yeah. they got. Stories the, to go. Grey's Anatomy is a soap opera now. It's going to be like Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless. This thing is going on forever. Dude, I got to tell you, there's this foot model that comes into my job and she she works on Days of Our Lives. And I looked her up one time because I was like, what is she up to? She's literally on Days of Our Lives right now. And I was like, that show's still on? She's like, yeah, it's still on. My mom loves that show. That's my mom's soap opera. But okay, after that long, like how many storylines can you come up with? You can't. You just keep like rebooting the same storylines <laughs> because the people that watched it before don't remember it. 
because it was like 50 years ago. It's terrible. I will say that like sometimes when I see my mom and I mom like, because here's the thing, days of our lives, this is totally, we're just like digressing so hard. But my mom um, always watches, they have like a very significant Christmas episode. Like you always have to watch oh. the Christmas episode. So she always watches the Christmas episode and she always fills me in on what the characters are doing because I do know the characters. Like I used to watch it with her. Yeah. So she kind of just fills me in. It's just like a fun little catch up. Like, oh, what's going on on Days of Our Lives right now? But... Days of Our Lives just makes me think of Joey from Friends. Dr. Drake Ramore. Oh, yeah. Paging it. On Days of Our Lives. Yeah, because Jennifer Aniston's dad was on Days of Our Lives. Oh, yeah. And then he died. Sad. I, my, yeah, my mom, when she showed that to me, and then she was like, you got to go watch the memorial they did, because they did, like, a oh, really? little memorial episode for him, and they did a bunch of, like, flashbacks, because he was on there forever. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. I cried. Huh. I was like, oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, if anyone from Grey's Anatomy dies? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, IRL. Like, imagine. Like, that would be horrible. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Because, again, Disney Relax is so old that, like, these people be dying. Yikes. Okay. All right. And then we both watched... Veronica Mars. We are on season one, episode 15. And like we've been saying for the past couple episodes... It's getting good. It's getting good. It's getting good. I want to binge it. I want to binge it so bad. I want to binge it so bad. I watched this... I watched this episode earlier in the week than I normally do. And I think that was very telling of, like, I was really into it. Yeah. And I finished it, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to watch the next episode so bad. But I did not. I did not, obviously. Um, but, yeah, what did you think of this episode? This one was good, girl. Yeah. I really liked, like, I keep saying, I like, we're getting into this groove where the PI case and the real life shit is equally good. Yes. Because before, some episodes, the PI case was carrying. Yes. And even that wasn't that good. Right. Anyways, what did you think? I agree. I thought it was really good. We got great development in the Logan mom storyline. We got some new characters introduced. And the P.I. case was so interesting this time around. Right. Well, we had two. Yes. Yes. Technically. I mean, sometimes... Okay, how do you feel about Veronica's little, like, high school bullshit? Because I feel like every week some high schooler is asking her for help. Oh, constantly. I think she's just, like... I don't know, trying to be nice, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't really know. It is just like everyone is just like, oh, Veronica will help. Yeah. This is fine. It's like anything I don't know that I can't Google, go to Veronica. Well, yeah. And for a whole secret admirer, like, who cares? Who cares? I'm also like, your secret admirer told you what to do. Go meet him at the dance. Yeah. You don't need to figure out who it is before that. Like, if you're not worried that this person is trying to murder you. Don't worry about it. Then... Then don't worry about it. There's no He's need to. He's sending you nice flowers. Right. Like, the the K-E-W-L was very 2000s, oh, which was so much fun. Yes. yes. I think you're cool. <laughs> cool. And then plot twist, who was a secret admirer? Okay. Yes. Duncan? That was very interesting. That scene was really sad, too, at the dance when Veronica kind of, like, was approving, yep. but then she left and was, like, really upset. But then yeah. he showed up. I know. Okay, wait. Before that, let's go. <laughs> I'm still sus about that relationship. Uh-huh. Okay? It's sus. But, no, like, when she was walking away crying, because she said something about, like, you know, having my ex move on, but also there was something else that happened. Why am I blanking? 
there was like with two- Duncan. No, no, there was something else. Was it the PI case or something else was like affecting her emotions? So it was just like all piling up, and it was like I was already emotional about this, and then I watched Duncan move on or whatever. And well, I think it was it the, the it... other. Wife, it, boyfriend? Yeah, you? it could have been... Well, it could have been the Logan situation with the mom. Mm-hmm. Or it, yeah, could have been the PI case that she was working, trying to hunt down Tom Cruise, and she was essentially manipulated in that whole thing because the woman was lying. Yeah. I just remember specifically, like, while she was walking away from the dance, like, through the high school locker, she was like, this happened, and then Duncan... Yeah. ...fell in love with somebody. Duncan has a hots for somebody else, and, like... It just sounded like all of it was piling on. Anyways, so, yeah, Duncan was, like, secretly texting Meg. Mm-hmm. Bar flowers. Like, why? I don't, like, what's with the Duncan's secret? cute. Come to her and talk to her. Exactly. Like, you're Duncan Kane. Like, you're student body president. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're probably one of the most popular guys in school. Like. I know. I thought that was weird. It was really weird. Also, I feel like Duncan should maybe kind of be a better friend right now to logan like what like what are you doing yeah. do you even know what your friend is going through right now i know veronica was like more there for him than he was yes logan broke down <sighs> in her arms that was sad that was really sad they've also had a lot of like listen i'm not on the logan ship train uh-huh, not yet but they've had a lot of like <laughs> prolonged eye contact a mm-hmm. lot of like longing stares untold emotions I see what they're doing. I'm uh-huh. saying I'm not on the train. I just see what they're doing. The train is boarding and you'll probably be honest. <laughs> you just haven't gotten your ticket yet. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we got little Miss Allison Hannigan in as Logan's sister, mm-hmm. which love her. How I Met Your Mother. Yes. That's really all I know her from. I mean, that's that's. That's pretty much That's a big it. one. I mean, she was in all the American Pie movies, too. That was I've never seen probably. a single one of those. Are you telling me you've seen those movies? Yeah. Not all of them. I've definitely seen the first one. I don't, um, even, I don't even know what they're about. You, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> college and stupidity. Yeah, college and there's a pie and then... Sexual depravity. Yeah. There's, like, <laughs> sexual things involved with the pie. It's yeah, like that, that's implied. Um... Yeah, I've seen the first one way too young. I did not need to watch it <laughs> at the age that I did watch it. Bailey was corrupted. But she was in those movies. So I, and I want to say those were either before or at the same time as this episode of Veronica Mars. Was she like so. a main character or was she like hot girl number three? She was a main <laughs> character. She had a name for sure. Got she it. was like um, either dated one of the guys or was the one of the girls at band camp, you know? Because that's where that whole thing came from. Was American band Pie. camp? Yeah, it happened at band camp. That was from American Pie. That it's whole, giving like, Secret Life of the American Teenager. See, Secret Life of the American Teenager is giving American Pie. <laughs> that's where all that happened. Got it. Um, but yeah, and so she was the one that ended up stealing Logan's mom's credit card. What I found interesting was that it wasn't her mom. That was her stepmom? Is that what she was saying? Right, yeah. So... Logan's dad had his sister and then married what's-her-face and then had Logan, but they were only a couple years apart. Yeah, it kind of seems like like she didn't really connect with, I don't know her mom's name, Lisa? No, I can't remember. Lisa Rena. Lisa Rena. Um, she didn't really connect with her as a mom. She, like, she definitely viewed her as a stepmom, but it also, like, age-wise, it seems like she was pretty young when her dad got married, so... She had to have been, like, what, three or four? Like, that woman probably 
basically raised you. Yeah. You have well, no problem stealing her credit card. Maybe her nanny raised him. I don't know. This is true. This is true. Um, but not to mention, the, other than that, like, she's also pretty rude to Logan. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, and that whole scene really, it, I don't really know how to word this, but, like, she was basically airing out all of Logan's dirty laundry yeah. within the family yeah. in front of Veronica. And what I found, like, kind of sweet is that Logan didn't seem to care that Veronica just heard all of that, which really goes to show kind of the connection they're starting to form. Um, but during all of that, I was like, damn, like, Veronica's just hearing all of this. Yeah. And then afterwards, when he did break down and cry in her arms, like, it just showed how much he he is, like, comforted by her and is comfortable around her to but have he, all of that come out. Also, the sister knew her by name. Yeah. Not, like... Oh, I recognize you as one of Logan's little friends that would come around every so often. And, like, I'm not paying attention to Logan because I'm this bratty old sister. Yeah. It was like Veronica was around enough for the sister to know who she was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she Veronica knows who she was, too. And so I feel like maybe lo- she knows more than, she's, than we think Veronica knows, I guess. But mm-hmm. also the fact that Logan clearly thought that that was mom. And the sister wasn't even like, oh, shit, you thought I was mom. Like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, she just, like, beat him to a pulp. Uh Like, it it was pretty rough. And I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was really weird. I'm also like, okay, so did you have the credit card before? And you're just now pinging it? Like, when did you get the card? And, like, how is this all going down? Like, it was really weird. Well, because the card was under her maiden name. Right. So, like, the mom hadn't couldn't have been using it before that yeah so i don't know when she got that but i'm also like or i guess maybe the charges before seem normal but then the other thing is like okay so you didn't come back for your mom's funeral why are you in town now what and you're staying oh, in a yeah. hotel you're not staying at the house uh-huh weird oh uh-huh. she's probably gonna come up later something's probably going yeah on. something's going on okay theory theory number one what if okay what if the mom is alive And the sister knows, and the sister's covering for her and making it look like it's just a sister. So if the mom does come and go from the hotel room, the sister has already been seen and, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a good theory. I don't know. I mean, and that would make sense, too, of why she's being so aggressively mean, acting like she doesn't care to kind of divert and be like, why would I protect her if Mm. she was alive? I forgot about how much she didn't like the mom, so maybe she wouldn't actually do this for her. Right. I'm taking back my theory. Yeah. I don't know. I think the mom's fully dead. We'll see how it plays out. You think the mom's dead for sure? I think the mom's dead. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, how how often are you going to get Lisa Rena get back on set? (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Kill her off, call it a day. They probably only got her on the show because they were like, look, you're going to die in like episode 12. (laughs) You know, or whatever. Episode 12, she didn't even come in until, like, episode 8. That's like, true. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, we're going to need you for, like, five episodes, yeah. if that. Yeah. And you're going to have, like, three speaking lines yeah. total. So, it's all good. Um, okay, let's talk about Leo. Ugh. And that whole relationship. Okay. Was, was this the episode where Veronica said, I lied to you and then fell for you? No, that was last that episode. That was last episode? That was still, I didn't like that. I... How old is Veronica? She's not 18. No. 16, 17? 17, maybe. So, like, 
what is going on? I don't know. And the fact that everyone is being so cool about it is weird. Well, I, I get that, like, her friend Meg would be like, he's cute and he's older. And when you're 17, you think older guys are great and whatever. But her dad doesn't know. And, mm-hmm. like, other cops at the station don't know. So, like, who's really having something to say about it? He, like, went to the school, though. Yeah, Why that was would weird. you do that? Okay, my high school, like, you could not get in. No. Like, you, you had need to a student ID. You need a student ID or you need a pre-signed, pre-approved visitor's yeah like dance plus one situation yeah so like he's not just coming on school grounds for no reason well and he wasn't in uniform so it's not like he got in because he's a cop he's a grown-ass man it's it's weird it's weird for sure it's very weird and don't get me wrong i love max greenfield he's doing so good as his character like he's really funny like he is making me laugh but it's just like it's sus and it's weird and it's like you're too old uh yeah i just don't understand like what we're doing like is a kiss too far like i don't know okay my other thought during this scene is i was like how short is max greenfield oh because you know kristen bell is tiny she's tiny and they were like almost eye level i knew she was in heels from the dance but they were like you know, he was only a couple inches above her. And I was like, how tall is he? And so I thought he was, like, giving major short king vibes. Uh-huh. He's actually 5'10". Okay. And Kristen Bell is 5'1". She was probably on a box. Like, they, for, she, like, shooting reasons, yeah, they probably Yeah, she must have been. Up, because, yeah. I mean, 5'10 is not that tall. It's not like she was shooting with, like, a 6'4 guy. But I'm also, like, the way I was looking at it, I was like, I know how tall Kristen Bell is. There's no way she's in, like, 8-inch heels. So, yeah. like... He she, has to be 5'8". Like, she's 5'1"? Yeah, she's little. Tiny. She's little. I love her so much. Absolutely. I can't. Duck Shepard is 6'2". Yeah, he is. Well, I know you saw my Instagram post, but she has one of those Duck Shepard, like, 90s, like, <laughs> like collage t-shirts. Oh, yeah. She wore it the other day. Oh, my God. I love them so Which much. Which I'm like, why do I feel like we need one of those? I need... I, um, I'm a... I, I need it. <laughs> I'm gonna be so real with you. I want that so bad. That's how much I love Duck Shepard. Um, well, yeah, and Logan, too, is probably, he's probably really tall. Like, their scenes together, too. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, what else happened? Okay, so, Veronica's mom, at the end. Yeah, okay, wait, before we okay, get to the, the all the way end, um, okay. the PI case she was working on, yeah. where the woman was, like, looking for her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, like, fine, mid- I was, like, barely paying attention. But then the twist at the end. Like, some sort of mafia bullshit. But, like, he was in witness protection. Yeah. Like. It was aggressive. Yeah. And Veronica almost, like, murdered him. Like, yeah. Yeah. That could have been bad. And I'm also, like, I don't know. I feel like I need a follow-up. Like, yeah. what did he do? And is right. he okay? And how did they get him off his tail? I think that had to have been the situation at the dance that she was upset about because she got fooled and she doesn't get fooled easily yes that was it it's like she couldn't trust her gut like she could have sworn that woman was telling the truth and she wasn't yeah so and that she ended up telling her a certain location and she had no idea what was going to happen to her afterwards because her dad wouldn't tell her what he was doing oh yeah because we just saw keith like meet them at this house yeah but like Veronica was not involved in any of that because she was like, "What are you gonna do?" And he was like, "I'll take it from here." Yeah. Yeah. Well, she doesn't need to know the dirty no. work. Okay, and then yeah, her mom. Yeah. So then her mom was the one that kept because she kept getting these phone calls and no one would talk, and then at the end, um, 
she ended up calling back it was a payphone, and someone said oh are you talking about that blonde lady and she kind of pieced it together that it was her mom yeah went to this random bar and her mom looked like was she drunk or like drugged up like what was going on something one of those or both like she looked fucked up yeah and then she started saying you can't be here they're gonna they're gonna hurt you they're gonna get you or whatever like who well my first thought was the people who were originally blackmailing her but then that guy was like staring at them and i'm like okay so is she still under threat right was that guy the head of security at the cane that's the thing is it the way it was shot is i i felt like i was supposed to know who it was and i didn't well you also didn't watch that episode remember because it was the episode that you missed and um uh we got I we got to see the head of security at the cane who was the one that ended up calling in the tip and hired the photographer to take those photos and I it looked like the guy I but I just like can't remember guy. but that's okay I mean I'm sure when we start next week's episode it'll be like a previously on yeah and it'll say like head of security and you know and then piece together at the bar but yeah her mom was like messed up yeah and. You know, talking about they'll hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And Veronica was like, no, no, no. I know who it was. All like, that. they're gone now, Mom. Like, it's fine. Yeah, she kept yeah. saying that. But I feel like there's still something up. Yeah. Otherwise, her mom wouldn't keep staying away. Well, why was her mom calling her? Like, she was... I mean, I get it. Like, if you miss your daughter, but, like, you're putting her in danger. Which, mm. I guess, like, the mom was fucked up. So she probably, like, didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe she was just calling to make sure Veronica was still okay. Oh, that's... Yeah. Like, what if they that's put bad. a recent threat out and she thought that they were going to hurt her soon or something. So she yeah. kept calling her to be like, is she still answering? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, this is getting weird. Yeah. Well, because there's so many mysteries going on. There, there's still... Who killed Lily? Mm-hmm. There's still, who's blackmailing Veronica's mom? What is Veronica's mom up to? Why is she away? Is Keith know anything about it? In turn with all of that, who is Veronica's dad? Who is Veronica's dad? Yep. Like. What, um, what happened to Veronica at the party when she was drugged? Oh, yeah. We got to circle back to that. Yeah. There's a lot. Okay. Y'all better wrap it up for this season finale. We have like, what, seven more episodes though? Yeah. But it's getting juicy, getting good. All right, stay tuned for next week. Okay, and then we are back on Duff Month. Hey, hey. And this episode I am very, very excited about because I love this movie so much. We're talking about Raise Your Voice. And Jess, this was the first time you'd watch this movie. I've never seen it. And overall thoughts, like, give me a feeling, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, now that I just checked my notes, Mm -hmm. because we just started this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what today is? Oh, is it our anniversary? It's our anniversary! Oh my god, that's so cute! Happy Happy, anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy one year! happy birthday to the S-O-O-O podcast. Yeah, oh my god. Bailey and I have officially been partners for one year. One whole year, that blows my mind. We did take a little bit of a break. But, but, you know. We need a little break sometimes. Oh, yeah. We're going to take another one this year. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I love that. Okay. So, yeah, we, like, randomly decided to full send this in April. But yeah. I love it. That's yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Raise your voice. So, this movie has come up 
in conversations. Mostly when Hilary Duff is concerned. For sure. Her best movie. That's what everybody says, but I don't know that I agree. That that checks out. Look, I think it is heavily based on when you watch it and your lifetime. And that's okay. I was really trying to keep that into perspective because yes. I was like, okay, if I had seen this when I was fourteen, yes, I would have loved it. It would have changed your life, yes. But I think, like, still, I don't know. I would. I guess I would. I wish I watched this when I was fourteen. I mean, I just think that like the singing or like the. Auto tune is oh yeah really bad. bad yeah it's better in Lizzie McGuire movie for yeah. sure mm-hmm. um, you're not wrong okay great <laughs> anyways so I think that overall it's on par yeah I don't know that it's her best would you say it's her best movie a Cinderella story is a hundred percent better uh look I <laughs> would say. It's all up to interpretation. And again, when you watched it, like, yes, I think a Cinderella story is iconic and I think she does really good in it. But I think this storyline is more in depth. Putting yes, the singing it's aside, emotional. it's more emotional. And I feel like her acting itself was better in this movie. Like, the amount of crying scenes that she yes. had, and it didn't seem forced. It didn't seem aggressive. Like, it didn't seem like bad acting. Mm. Like, she does now. Like, Hilary Duff is not <laughs> great yeah, now. Yeah, what happened, girl? But I think. Because, like, in A Cinderella Story, we got that one crying scene, and I think that one crying scene is, like, looks like she's fake crying. Yeah. And this one, I, like, she was so emotional, and I just think the storyline is better. Like, it feels more like a movie, and that <laughs> feels like a movie, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, like, with A Cinderella Story, like, we already know that story. Like, we know kind of how it's going to go, where it's right. going to end up, what the basis is. This was, like, a completely new okay, yeah. storyline. And she was the main lead, and she had to do so many different things. And I just think that she did really great in it. Okay, yes, I agree. It, you said singing aside. Yes. Let's say that. Singing yeah. aside, she did well. Yes. Um, Overall thoughts, really good. I didn't watch the trailer because you told me not to. I wouldn't have anyways, but, you know. And so, no trailer, just, you know, faith, trust, pixie dust, all the good things. <laughs> and I jump right in. Choir kids, what? Yeah. Um. Second thought, what kind of name is Terry? Teresa. Her name is Teresa. Okay, fine. They call her Terry. But, like... What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't name my kid that, but... I'm just saying for, like, you could pick any name. For a main character, sixteen-year-old. Yeah, you're gonna go with Terry. Yeah, well, Terry and Paul, like what? That's <sighs> Terry is like a forty-year-old like Helen Hunt-looking chick. Like, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, um, Terry is like a PE teacher's name. Okay. Yeah, Miss Terry for sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, jumping right in. Nobody told me it was sad. Yes. Nobody told me. At all. I was not prepared. That was the goal. Okay, (laughs) let me give a brief synopsis of kind of where we're at with this movie. So, Hilary Duff is playing the lovely Terry Fletcher, which just to point out, Terry, awful name. Um, But she's what? She's a 16-year-old. She's an aspiring singer. She signs up for this summer music program in... A big bad Los Angeles. Her, her daddy is not cool with it. Her the amount of promo that Union Station <laughs> got in this movie. Seriously. Okay, sorry. Continue. Her dad is like, no way, Jose. Bad things happen to good girls in Los Angeles. It's not happening. Um, and then uh, tragedy strikes when <laughs> Terry and her brother Paul sneak out. They go to a concert. 
And on the way home, car accident, and her brother dies. Just like that. Just like that. It's so sad. And Terry survives, obviously. And then she ends up, she wants to quit singing. Her mom and her aunt won't let her. And then her mom and her aunt kind of convince her, like, hey, you need to go do this summer music program. Like, you need to get out of town. Like, you need to not give up on your dream. Like, Paul wouldn't want you to. So she's like, I can't lie to dad. They end up devising this plan of, like, we're going to say you're going to go stay with your aunt for the summer when really you're going to go to Los Angeles and do this program. And when the time's right, the mom is going to tell the dad. So literally what could go wrong? <laughs> like, everyone's just lying to everybody. So then she goes off to the summer music program. We get some love. We get some friendship. We get some singing, some teachers. It's all a good time. And then, um, yeah, some lying and sneaking around happens a lot some in this Some tomfoolery. Yeah. Some shenanigans. So, yeah, literally what could go wrong? Everything. Everything. But, yeah, so no one told you it was sad. <laughs> no one. I had no idea. This movie is so sad. Like, especially that beginning. Well, all, honestly, all of it. All of it. All of it. I was crying the whole time. Yeah. As you should So, I guess be. to your point, yeah, she did do a good job. Because I was, I, was, I was in it. I was crying. Well, I was sad. But also, I am also, like, best friends with my brother. And so, it was really upsetting. Me too. Because I would also, my world would be not okay. Yeah. Like, if that happened. Especially the guilt that she felt because she bought him the tickets and they snuck out together and all this she, stuff. He was grounded. He was supposed to stay home. And she snuck him out. Yeah. Which I would do for my brother. Absolutely. She did nothing wrong. It was the night he graduated. He shouldn't have been grounded in the first place. It was a stupid fight that he got into with his dad about Terry. Yeah. He defended her the whole time. The guilt was just racking up. He was grounded because of her. And then he snuck out because of her. They had a great night. They were on the way home. And then he got in the car accident. And of course, the guilt, not even just... And then you got the survivor's guilt on top of that. I know. Because she survived the car accident. Not even a broken leg or nothing? Nope, nothing. She was fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not a scratch on her. Maybe a scratch. Okay, speaking of that hospital scene, though, did you catch that her birthday was 420? No. <laughs> what? So she's sitting there, and the doctor is quizzing her. Like, do you know your name? Like, can you tell me your birthday? And she, he's asking her all these questions, and the dad is answering for her. Yeah. And they say, what's your birthday? And he goes, April 20. And I was like, bitch, that's 420. 420. Like, what? Best birthday ever. Yeah. What are you talking about? That is funny. Well, and this was the first thing that I think I saw Jason Ritter in, who plays Paul, plays the brother. What else is he in? Um, He was in Parenthood for a bit, um, okay. which I heavily recognized him in. And then I think he did a couple of movies. And then he was also in A Million Little Things. He played um the guy that got Maggie's brother's heart. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one that lied, or the one that lied about getting Maggie's brother's heart and didn't actually. Yeah, wasn't he, like, hitting on Maggie or something? Yeah, yeah, he was was weird. But yeah, that was him. Anyway. Anyways. But he was in Parenthood for a while, and I was like, oh my god, you're the brother from Raise Your Voice. Yeah. But he's great. He was only in it for a very brief second. I mean, yeah, but but damn. I mean, he made the cute little DVD of her. Like, he, he was her biggest fan, for real. He was. Um, I think that was one of, and we'll probably just going to jump around this whole episode, but when when do we not do that? I know. Um, but the DVD, so we see him, he's doing, he's editing the DVD together. And then he, that night he goes and he drops off in the mail. And then we jump way into when Terry is already at the music, um, program and her teacher is just like, where's the girl from the DVD? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And did you 
catch like did you put together that the brothers submitted oh, the DVD? Yeah, and that she I was just like, had no what idea. Other DVD could we be talking about? Yeah, that scene was really really sad too because she of course had no idea oh my god to just watch her watch that and cry and like and the fact that the teacher didn't know that her brother died right and so the teacher is completely clueless who aiden from sex and the city i know Come i know on. we'll get into it <laughs> what's his name ben james <laughs> his name corbett is john corbett john john i was halfway there sure john james <laughs> jeremiah <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> Isn't that? That's what they were singing in the beginning yeah. of the movie. Okay, let's get into it. So much church. So much choir. Uh-huh. And you question why her name was Teresa? Mother and Teresa. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> well, and why her her dad was so strict. I mean, it kind of like lines up. I mean, hey, my middle name is Marie. And my dad was like, listen, we wanted it to be Mary, but like something different. I was like, oh, along with the other five million <laughs> yeah. girls that were born with- <laughs> the same year with the middle name Marie. With everybody else in the world. Yeah. Got it. Um, Yeah. A lot of church, a lot of choir. Um, And then. OK, yeah. So you gave the whole synopsis. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the music camp. Mm-hmm. She takes a train. to LA. She does. Also, where are they in Arizona? Yeah. Yes, they're in Arizona. And the aunt probably lives, what, in between Los Angeles and Arizona? She lives in, like, Palm Desert. Okay, yeah. Because tell me, yeah, because that scene when the dad decides to go to the aunt's house and Terry finds out and has to jump in Jay's car real quick and they're driving and, like, they happen to get there right at the same time. I don't know, man. Crazy. I refuse to believe it. How are they gauging when the dad left? Because clearly he left a note, but also, like, do you not have a cell phone? Could she not have called him? Clearly they have cell phones because Terry has a cell phone. Yeah, he must have gotten a head start for sure. Because Palm Desert is, like, mm, two to three outside of L.A. Yeah. But how far is that from Arizona? Like, more than four. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, depending on where they're at, like, Phoenix is eight hours away Uh, from Los Angeles. Seven hours, technically, I guess. Okay, so, like, five to six away from Palm Desert. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a long time. Yeah. Dad made a good time. Which I think the aunt said, like, I don't know when he's going to get here, but you need to try to get here as soon as you can. Which, like, okay, this whole ruse is based off the fact that they're going to conference call in. They did that one time. You don't think he's going to get suspicious? It was successful one time, yeah. Well, yeah, does he not know? Because what is it? He calls the aunt and the aunt's on the home phone. And then she calls Terry on the cell phone. So the dad doesn't technically know Terry's on her cell phone. She could be on the other phone at the house. But also the scene when he calls Terry on her cell phone and she's out on the street and the siren goes by. Yeah. And that made him sus because she said some bullshit about the neighbors. Right. And he's like, I thought she didn't have any neighbors and they were far away. Which I'm going to be so real. If the aunt really volunteered to do this for her, she should have given her so much information. Yeah. And also, like, if I was in this, which I really don't like to lie to this extent. A little white ones. Right. And then she, like, if I was on the phone with my dad and I said, hey, I just told my, you know, if I was on the phone with my dad and I said, hey, the neighbors are, their alarm keeps going off. I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to the police. The second I get off that phone call, I'm calling my aunt. I said, hey, your neighbors are out of town. Right. And their alarm keeps going off. Like, keep the lie consistent. Or, like, I would have said, oh, we ran into town to get some groceries. Yeah. Like, there's still a town nearby. There's still ambulances. And he's calling you on your cell phone, so he knows that you don't have to be at the house. At the house. 
whole thing. What did he think she was doing? Just sitting at home? Right. Like, literally, what did he think she was doing that whole summer? She could have sat at home at their home. Yeah. Which, by the way, the aunt's house was sick as fuck. It was, like, an art studio. Like, she had all this cool stuff there. The aunt was cool in general. Like, she had cool aunt vibes. She, like, was sitting outside on the balcony when her and Paul went out. You know, the night everything happened. Saw that they were sneaking out. Saw that they were sneaking out. Like, she she was chill. She was chill. And, like, even when the dad was going in on Terry for, like, wanting to go to this music camp, the aunt stood up and, like, Uh was like, hey, like, you know, maybe take it easy. You know? Um, But, no, I don't know why. Well, we find out later why the dad's a hard ass, but. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, one of the, the scenes when she's going in, she's on the cab. Well, first of all, and then, like, all of her stuff, her money, her, like, jacket gets stolen and Oh, yeah, that was dumb. That. You don't push um, it down. But she's, like, in the cab going to the music program, and she drives in downtown L.A., and, and you see a, a a little glimpse of the Staples Center. Like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. R.P. You know what I will it's say, though? It's not the Staples Center anymore. <laughs> it, it was the first, maybe not the first, but it stuck out, it stood out to me as one of the first movies I've seen that was actually a realistic depiction of downtown L.A. Yeah. Because a lot of movies glorify it. A lot of movies glorify L.A. and Hollywood and all this stuff, and it's sunshine in California, and it's gorgeous, and mm-hmm. everybody wants to come here. No, we have a serious problem. We have a homeless problem. We have a dirt problem. It's disgusting. Yes. I work in downtown. It's, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And she drove through it at night and it was shady and seedy and there were homeless people on the street and, you know, prostitutes and whatever. And I felt like it was a realistic depiction. Which also, when she's trying to get into the building and Jay is being an asshole, not letting her in. I'm Why like, did you leave her out there? Mommy, it's the middle of the night. What is wrong with like, you? Obviously, she has a reason to be here. Yeah. And she's 16 years old. Where do you think this is filmed? Um... I mean, probably here. Probably in Los Angeles. No, I know. I mean, like, where? Like, are we thinking USC? Are we thinking, like... Oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out the whole time. Yeah. I honestly wasn't paying that. They filmed a lot of scenes at the Walt Disney concert thingy. Yeah. In downtown. Yep. I noticed that. Anyways. Um, Yes. Jay was an interesting character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Also, I love that that guy was in, like, two movies in the 2000s and then dropped off the face of the earth and was never in anything ever again. What else was he in? I don't know. Let's look. (laughs) I mean... His name was Oliver James. The British accent. Oh, he was in that Amanda Bynes movie, The What a Girl Wants, when she was off with her dad in um, London. I don't remember him. He played the love interest, the guy. The main guy? Yeah. You with know, the bleach tips. I might have seen that movie once. I, yeah. Anyways. Um, he was in Without a Paddle. Have you seen Without a Paddle? What is that? Uh, Dax Shepard. It's a great movie, Jessica. I've never heard of it. Like. Oh, wait. No. Oh, this was a different one. That's why. There really? is a with. Okay, I'm sorry. There is a without a paddle, but this is a sequel apparently, and he's like the main guy in it, and it's not—that's <laughs> not it. Without a paddle, what is it about? It's um, Dax Shepard, and uh, yeah. So you've got oh, what's his name? Yeah, from Scream, um, Matthew Lillard, yes. Seth Green, and Dax Shepard, and they're a friend group, and they have a friend that dies. And when they were kids, they had this goal to go on this, like, camping hike trip to, like, find 
I think it's like a treasure or something. Okay. Oh, yeah, the lost D.B. Cooper bounty. Because when D.B. Cooper jumped out of the plane and all that. Yeah. That's their whole goal. And um, it's really funny. That's where I'm at. But you okay, should watch Okay, great. It. Going back to Jay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh, little. Anyway. Um, I don't know. British accent and bleach tips and... He know, had nothing like, to offer. Yeah, <laughs> it was he awful. Wasn't yeah, he wasn't like he wasn't giving love interest, but he also wasn't get like he wasn't giving bad boy, and he wasn't giving sweetheart, and he wasn't giving musician either. Like he was just kind of a one off, in my opinion. Yeah. So I didn't really fall into like the no story with him, especially the way that like everything went down, and then she still chose to partner with him afterwards. I could have done without the whole love story aspect of this movie, honestly. Like, Yeah, we could have had an independent queen figuring her way through music school. I really didn't like that he was like, let's partner for this final project and split the scholarship. No. Homie, you just know you won't make it on your own. Yeah. No. I didn't like him. I could have done without him. The fact that, like, he kissed his ex, which Robin was a whole other ordeal. Ugh. But he kissed her, and then Terry got upset, rightfully so. But also, I'm like, were you really dating? So calm down. But then he gets drunk and shows about her dorm. And then, what, everything is fine after that? Like, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. And she, like, takes care of him. I would have been like, I got sleep to get. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, then, like, her roommate. I love Denise. Yes. She's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, She's so funny. Even that, like, first scene meeting her and she's like damn like she's just like because terry's coming in at like probably like two in the morning or something yeah um and then she's like look i'm just here to win a scholarship like i don't i'm not trying to make any of this like personal i'm not trying to friendships yeah i loved it and the fact that she ended up being the one that got the scholarship i was like i loved that even rightfully so you should have won yeah yeah no i absolutely love that they didn't give it to terry yeah that's another reason why I love this movie. I'm like, it wasn't really predictable. Like, yeah. she didn't win. Well, she didn't really deserve to win. No, she didn't. <clears throat> I think she won in herself because, like, she wrote a song about her brother and then she got past her whole kind of stage fright triggering yes. moment. I loved that. Um, it I, was self-growth, essentially. Because I loved that earlier she had that stage fright scene where like the lights were kind of reminding her of the car accident and then later after she had seen the video the lights reminded her of when her brother was filming her Mm -hmm. which listen i love a sibling relationship and i love my brother but he was like filming her a little too much i was like was it weird um I don't think it was weird in the sense of, like, if he wanted to become, a like, a videographer kind Oh, is that of what the premise was? I think so. Oh, okay. Like, I think that was kind of his goals. I just thought it was really sweet that he was, like, her biggest fan. And, and like... she wanted to be... So I, and I think, too, that, like, she sings the best when no one was watching, so yeah. he would catch those moments, I Oh, think. yeah, that's true. Um, no, it was sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, and then she really overcame that in the last... Um, performance when she looked at the light and she kind of really focused in on it and then she could see Paul behind it and that really kind of helped her be less afraid of it and more encouraged by like he's always he's always with you well then she like her the necklace was like a big thing too literally my notes from that scene I was like 
Okay. Where are we? Oh, dad is there. Oh, she makes it. Okay. <laughs> was this when she goes to the... Uh, oh, I was like, oop, dad finds out. Okay, we're oh, yeah. here. Time for the final performance. Oh, of course she goes back for the necklace. Oop, dad is there. As in like there in her dorm uh-huh. room. And then I'm like, oh my God, dad is making her go home. Oh, wait, just kidding. She makes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, they've been practicing on piano and now he's playing guitar. Make it make sense. Oh, that is such a good Did point. you catch that? No, that's so funny. <laughs> I get that there's a way to write a song, but I just thought it was weird that the whole time he was on the piano. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, Yeah, she goes back for the necklace. She makes it on stage. I will say she does kill that last performance. Yes. Okay. My other thoughts about the final scene of the movie was like... Wasn't there also some showcase that she was practicing for with John Corbett's character, the teacher? And there was this choir showcase. Yeah. That we never see. We never see. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was for. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they never touched on that. Who cares, I guess. Um, but speaking of, so she has these scenes where she's like, practicing in class yes i'm thinking of this one scene that i think is considered to be quote unquote not maybe not iconic but like one of the scenes Uh it's when she's supposed to be doing these scales yeah yeah and then she just turns it into her whole own Uh thing she's like hannah montana transition for sure (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, for sure (laughs) like Everybody stands up and claps, and I was like, what was that? Yeah, I saw this thing where it was, like, not the, like, three different voiceover people in that scene. It was so bad. Like, not her singing at all. It's giving, like, Mitchie and Camp Rock when she stands up in solos with all of her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes. Well, in that scene, when the teacher goes up to her and is like, oh, hell yeah, and like does a little finger thing, and then Robin in front of her thinks it's for her. I'm like, I was like, Robin, you didn't do anything. And what? Yeah. Like, what in this scenario makes you think you deserved that? Like, what? So nah, bad. Robin can get out of here. Also, why did they make the god? Why did they have to make the mean girl have curly hair? <laughs> like, I felt that was a personal attack. That was a personal attack for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, look. She, Robin, I want to give, I want to be devil's advocate here a little bit because she previously had a nice hot and heavy summer with Jay. Yeah. And then this one came back and then like, he didn't say anything to her. Like he didn't end things. He didn't explain anything. Like she was just trying to like continue what she had before. Yeah. I don't think she handled everything well with um, Terry and all that. However, when it comes to her and Jay, Jay definitely, she deserved a little bit more of an explanation. I mean, I could agree in that she deserved an explanation, but I didn't like that she still, like, came on to him and, like, forced him to kiss her. Mm -hmm. And, like, that whole scene was really weird. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the teachers. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that opening scene when they they were, like, introducing the teacher and somebody does a bass solo and then everybody else stands up and claps. And I was like, was that supposed to be good? Because, yeah, like, it wasn't. Yeah. The but things okay. that they find just iconic is really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, well, I loved the teacher. Oh, I can't remember his name, but the one with the Toto Wolf accent. Yeah. The um, one with the, um, like, the private lessons, right? Yeah. And the, like, metronome that was, like, yeah. clicking. Um, 
couple of my favorite quotes come from him. And when he was like, what note is this? And she's like, a B. And he's like, B flat. <laughs> so good. And then when she's in the private lesson singing and he's like, air goes in, diaphragm goes out. It's okay to look fat. <laughs> yeah. So and her face, she's just like, what? Oh, my God. And she's late and he's like, is your time you're wasting? I know. I literally, though, whenever he said the it's okay to look fat thing i laughed so hard i had to pause i had to pause it and i've again have seen this movie so many times i had to pause it i was laughing so hard i was like (laughs) that was because it just like took it like took me off guard i was like not expecting it i don't know why but it was so funny i also laughed out loud um yeah he's great the teachers were were awesome i liked um when she was having like her really good day and that specific teacher was going to give her a different thing to sing. And she's like, no, like, I've, I'm feeling good today. Like, I really want to try what we've been working on. And yeah. then she finally got it. I know. Yeah, it was really nice. She persevered. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts when the singing wasn't that bad. And honestly, I feel like I've heard Hilary Duff live, and she's really not that bad. I feel like this was just so aggressively auto-tuned, and you yeah. could tell. Yeah, I don't know why that they made that. was my main issue with it. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, it was really weird. Because honestly, when I was like, because I watched this, you know, quite a few days ago. And so today I was like looking up YouTube clips to like refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. And there was also a clip of Hilary Duff singing her final song. But it was Hilary Duff in concert, like Mm. live as herself or whatever. And she sounded good. And it wasn't aggressively. I don't know if it was really live, but it wasn't aggressively auto-tuned. And she sounded better than she sounded in the movie. And I was yeah. like, why did they do that? I don't know why they did that. But I did love, um, back to the teachers, in that final performance when they look at each other and they're just, like, so proud. Yeah. And they're like, we did that. And then the mom and the aunt did the same thing, too. They look at each other and they're like, we did that. Like, yeah. they're all just, like, her whole team and her support system were also like, proud of her. 100%. In that moment. I so love cute. that her aunt and her mom were like so 100% behind I don't know what they were thinking like lying to the dad like I get it it was the only way to get her out there but I feel like as soon as she left maybe tell the dad but maybe he would have just like gone up there to get her back home because he went to get her like he was I know about to not let her perform but I'm also like you can't force her to do anything right that was crazy I'm also like who's paying for this was it like a free program oh I don't know like a scholarship Right. Like, she's auditions and gets in. Someone has to be paying for that. And, like... Maybe the aunt paid for it. Maybe. Um, okay, a couple other things that I love about this movie. Because, again, this is one of my childhood movies. Like, I have seen this so many times. Okay. And is this, like, your Princess Diaries? Y- yeah. And, like, correlation to probably, like, childhood, I would say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, something I still do to this day because of this movie is when I see a penny not uh, heads up, I flip it over. I, I flip up. it over to give someone else a lucky penny, and I saw it from this movie. Bailey, she was like, so it can be lucky for someone else. Well, and I love that Jay's like, ooh, look, a lucky penny. Well, Bailey, that's so cute. <laughs> she says, you make your own luck. Like it was, it's so cute. And I like saw it, and I still do it to this day. If I see a penny, interesting. And it's not heads up. I, I flip it over for someone else so it can be lucky for someone else. Yeah, because some people just won't pick it up. Right. But I love that you actually flip it over. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I know. Really? You're so cute. I love it. And then I quote a lot of things from this movie. Oh, so tell I, me. I want to get into Kiwi and Sloan. Yes. Um, 
But something that I quote literally, probably not as often anymore, but if it ever comes up, I quote this, and I swear to you, no one ever knows where it's from. No one ever knows where it's from. But when Kiwi, in his final performance, does the, she doesn't even know, like, whole, like, riff. Yeah. Anytime, like, something like that comes up where I'm like, oh, she doesn't even know, like, I say it like that. Oh, really? And literally no one knows. Because, like, why would you know where that's from? And I, I always mean. say it, like, so weird. Because he does it. In so many different ways throughout the movie, because he just sings the whole song with, like, she doesn't even know. Like, he says it so many times. Yeah. Wait, it's actually so cute the way that, like, she just walks by and he's like, she doesn't, doesn't even know. know. I know. Ugh, it's so good. But, yes, I say that one a lot. Okay, I love Son and Kiwi. Like, yes. they were so cute. I love that she's, like, this serious, like, badass piano player. Also, Kat, Kat Dennings, like... This is the first thing I saw Kat Dennings in as a child, like... I wonder how old she was. I couldn't be that old, because I saw her in this, and then I saw her in Two Broke Girls, and mm-hmm. then I saw her in Marvel. Right. And I'm sure she's done other stuff, but, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. those were the main things that I saw her in. Um, yeah, she... Great. Iconic. I know. She's the best. The way that she, like, showed up to the date in the full dress, <laughs> and so cute but the support like they were all so cool about like, it like terry was so sweet terry was like oh my god you look, you great. look great let's go and then kiwi was just jaw on the floor oh my god i just need a man to look at me the way that he yeah. looked at her like it was so cute and then she i felt like yeah like they didn't really did they how did the date end I'm just trying to think of, like, how we got from... Because they didn't kiss or anything, and no. then... I think it just ended civil. They went to see Denise. They ended up singing with right, her. Right, so it was more of a group thing. It was yeah. a double date, and then he knows just how to get her attention. Oh, yeah, he's he like... He drums <laughs> his life away. Oh, my gosh. And it Pissing works. her off. Oh, yeah. Then they tum- toss and tumble all over that drum set. Oh, my set. God. <laughs> but she comes in. She's like, you're the most annoying, loud jerk ever, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. And... I feel like it's – I wish they had gotten – I, I realize that they aren't the main storyline, but I wish they had gotten a little bit more time just because it's such a good trope of, like, the serious girl who doesn't talk to anybody and doesn't have any friends and takes her, you know, her job or her work or mm-hmm. her hobby too seriously. And then the funny, goofy boy comes in and loosens her up and, yeah. you know, shows yeah. her how to have fun. It's kind of like getting that. Um, but then they're like high school kids. So like he was probably her first kiss uh-huh. and like the way he just, you know, was drumming and she yelled at him and then he just like stared at her and uh-huh. kissed her. Like it was so cute. It was so cute. Everything about Sloan I love. Like just like her face when she shows up in that full ass gown for the day. Yeah. She's just like, oh, oh my God. And immediately is like oh, this was a mistake. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. And then everyone kind of calmed her down, and then she continued to wear it. Like, I don't I don't know if I could have done that. Well, I don't think I would have shown up in yeah. that nightgown, but still. Like, what was she thinking they were doing? I just don't think that she's socially aware. She's this never been true. out. Yeah. Maybe she true. thought that's what people wore. Yeah. Um, I was just going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I love her. She's great. Have you seen uh, what's so... I found this out recently. So Johnny Lewis is the guy that plays Kiwi in the movie. Okay. Have you heard anything about him, like, in real life? Name doesn't ring a bell. Okay. So he is no longer with us. Oh. So he died a couple of years ago. R.I.P. Um, so he was also in the show Sons of Anarchy. But he got into a motorcycle accident and had some serious head trauma. 
And then he decided to not get it treated, even though his dad said, you need to get this head trauma treated. He didn't. He then struggled with a series of alcohol and drug abuse. Wow. Was in and out of prison for a couple of years. Um, got out, and then he went and moved into this um, kind of assisted living situation for, like, uh, up-and-coming actors, I guess, that he used to live in whenever he was trying to be an up-and-coming actor, and then he kind of moved back in. Okay. So his landlady was this 81-year-old lady, and then he, one day, police showed up to the house, and his 81-year-old landlady was dead, her cat was also dead, and then he was dead in the driveway so he apparently murdered his landlady and the cat and then accidentally killed himself because his his death was ruled as an accident and not as a suicide because he didn't jump he, it looked like he just fell and then died that way oh my god yeah so he kind of went batshit crazy whoa yeah really yeah i wasn't ready for this i know Wait, how did he... You said he fell. He fell. Head injury again or... I think so. Or whatever weapon he had. Um, Strangulation. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So that's an act of aggression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he had continuous violent, like, spurts throughout his life caused from the head injury. I mean, wow. I mean, wow. That is really sad. Um, But it's like... Unfortunately, it's something that we see and a lot of mental health problems or physical problems are not necessarily just like, you know, depression or schizophrenia Mm -hmm. or whatever you think it may be. Like a head injury will fucking do Mm -hmm, you. That sucks. Yeah. I saw a TikTok about it probably a couple months ago and someone was like, oh, do you remember Kiwi from Raise Your Voice? And I was like, whoa, yeah. I was like, and then someone was talking about this whole thing. So when we were doing this episode, I written, read up on it and read some more articles about it. And yeah, he had a crazy life after that. Whoa. And it was only a couple of years ago. I want to say it was like, I'm not positive on the dates, but probably like 2020, 2019, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what he's up to. But I like to remember him as Kiwi. Yeah. Because he was so sweet in this movie and so cute. And I love it. Yeah, he it. was cute. It was a cute movie. Yeah. And Kiwi, what a name. What a name. I know. We got Ter- you got Teresa. You got Kiwi. <laughs> Terry, Paul, and Kiwi. Yeah. Um, and then, like, just to finish it out, like, the dad did essentially say that she could go back next year and yeah, continue chasing sweet. her dreams. Yeah, because um, we didn't really touch on, like, the the worst parts of it. I, the whole part where she, like, didn't even want to sing anymore after yeah. Paul's death, that was so sad. Yeah. Um, and she still didn't really want to sing when she got there. No, she wasn't. Well, like the, like John Corbett said, he was like, what happened to the girl in the DVD? Like, you're not her anymore. And it's like, well, what happened to her is her brother died and she was in the car. You're never going to be that girl anymore. No. That's, yeah, really sad. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know it was this sad. What the fuck did I sign up for? It was so sad. And even that last song is called Someone's Watching Over Me. it was all about Paul. It was all about Paul. And she has this whole thing of dedicating it to him. Well, and even with the parents of them struggling with losing a child and then letting this child go chase her dreams. Yeah. And struggling with that. And, like, their whole fight that they were having. And she's like, I I already lost one child and I saw another slipping away and I wasn't going to let that happen. And the dad was, like, not seeing it that way. Right. 
And that was really emotional because I can't even imagine losing a child and the potential of losing both of your children. Right. It, like, it's, it was rough. It was so sad. I wasn't prepared. I thought it was going to be like a cute little teen singing no, movie, no. little camp rock action. Not at all. No. No, this movie is intense. It's one of like my my brother and I really like this movie. But like we also like relate to it a lot like just cuz like siblings and the For love sure. and all that. I mean, I'm glad I watched it in the end cuz I like you said a lot of people recognize this as one of Hilary Duff's better movies, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm glad I watched it for sure. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Really? But yeah, I guess that checks out. Like I said, I think when you watch it in your lifetime, really, I agree. Says a lot. But I also think because it's so sad, like oh, a Cinderella yeah, yeah. story is funny. Like I could pop That's into true. that, but like, raise your voice is sad. It is sad. I don't know. I love it. I like. I think after watching it so many times. It's not as sad to me anymore because you know it's coming. Like, I know every aspect of this movie. I know when and where things happen. I kind of watch it now just for the nostalgic factor. And when I say it's one of her better movies, I'm not saying it's a great movie. Like, (laughs) I'm not saying that. I'm thinking as far as Hilary Duff goes and her filmography. Right. It's one of her better ones, if not her best, in my opinion. But, yeah. I could agree. Cute. All right, should we play our game? Play our game. Okay, that's the last week of Duff Month. Last week of Duff Month. Last Hillary Duff trivia question. Um, I guess mine's not really Hillary Duff specific. Well, it's adjacent. Okay. Who voices Casper in Casper Meets Wendy? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Damn it. Do I get a multiple choice? Do you have oh. options for me or no? Um, I, I could give <laughs> them some if you give me a minute. <laughs> I just didn't write them down. I, okay, I can give you those. Okay, okay. Okay. Your options are Chris Zilka. Um, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. Chris Zilka. Cody McMaines, Jeremy Foley, or Justin Lee? Jeremy Foley. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Did you just list all the ghosts that were in that movie or what? No. Oh, okay. I. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, there's Casper and then he has, like, these uncles. There's, like, three other ghosts in the movie. Oh. You got to watch this movie, Jess. I'm, I'm not you. even on that IMDb page. Let oh. me tell you. I just went to whatever page is open. I picked three random names. Nice. Plus the... You know, I don't think I've ever seen Casper Meets Wendy. Oh, yeah. It's cute. It's uh, not one of her better movies. But obviously, she's, she's 10 really years cute. old. I'm telling you, like I said in the Halloween episode, it's like Men in Black meets Hocus Pocus. I'm sorry, what? Yes. It's okay. like they're on the hunt for these witches, but then there's, like, the witches and the three sisters, and then Hilary Duff. It's a whole thing. I mean, maybe I'll watch it, like, around Halloween. Yeah. I honestly don't even know where it's at. I mm. don't know where you can watch it. It's not Disney? Movie. I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Okay. Here's my question to you. I'm ready. What was the name of the band that Terry and Paul snuck out to go see? It's a real band, huh? Yep. Do I get a multiple choice? No? Okay. Um, I could probably give you one. Three days something? 
pretty close. Yeah. Three days grace. Three days grace. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That was it. I did not have multiple choice for you. I was going to go Three Days Grace and, like, Green Day. And then, yeah. like, I had no other options other than that. If I'm not mistaken, so this movie was giving me, like, major church vibes. And let's see. Oh, I guess not. Okay. I thought Three Days Grace was, like, one of the quote-unquote Christian rock bands. They're not really marketed as that, but mm-hmm. they are Canadian, so close enough. yes all right well that's us on raise your voice my first time watching it bailey's seen it a million times Mm -hmm. um i agree i think like if i had seen it when i was younger i would get it for sure but i didn't so here we are yeah i mean this movie came out in what like 2005 2004 maybe yeah um yeah and i probably watched it in 2004 so like yeah it was very, I loved it. I'm glad I was also really into Hillary Duff when I was a kid. So. Who wasn't? Which Seriously. apparently I wasn't enough because I didn't see this movie. So that's on me. <sighs> that's on you. Anyways, next week we have bonus Duff Month week because Duff Month is technically over, but we decided to keep the momentum going and we're talking about The Duff. The Duff. Mae Whitman, Robbie Amell. Great movie. Bill Thorne. Good movie. We had to. Um, it's in the oh name. My, yeah. Yeah. It was only fitting. Absolutely. So come back for that next week. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at subtitles on our app podcast at S-O... Wait. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're on Instagram and TikTok at, at, at subtitles on our podcast. We're on Twitter at S-O-O-O podcast. I got there. She said, huh? What? Uh, and please like and review us wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and scroll down. We have a question and a poll each episode. Um, feel free to let us know how you're liking our episodes, if there's anything you want to hear specifically. Um, in we the meantime. We'll consider it. We might not do it, but we'll consider it. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.